Psalms 118.30 says, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tested and tried. He is a shield to all those who take refuge and put their trust in him. We put our trust in you, Jesus. You are our shield, our refuge in this time. In this time of so much disaster, so much wrongdoing, all this evil happening in the world. You are our fortress. Greater are you that is in us than he that is in the world. We find our peace in you, Lord. We thank you for reaching out. We thank you that you're just so adamant about teaching us how to be ready to live in your kingdom with you forever. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. He is so in love with us. He has so much to give to us. Revelation knowledge from Jesus is really exactly how we're going to make it, how we're going to be able to live with him forever. And you know, the first thing you really need to know is the lie the enemy has going around is you don't have to do anything. Jesus already did it for you. You don't have to do works yet. Jesus said, away from me, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. And so the work that we have to do is the will of God. We have to do the will of God. So God's way is perfect. And the will of God is to live his way, walk in his way, learn his way so that we can walk in it, so we can come in agreement with it. And his way was tested, tried, tried, and true. So his way works. His way is our refuge. We have to understand that God's way is your shield, your way to eternal life. And so we have to take hold of the teachings that were taught in the Word and cling to them. Eternal life is not just a prayer that you pray and say, I believe. The demons even believe. And they're certainly not going to live in eternity with Jesus. So, Revelation 19.11, After I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse appeared. The one who was riding is called Faithful trustworthy, loyal, incorruptible, steady, and true. And he passes judgment and wages of war in righteousness, holiness, justice, and uprightness. His eyes blazed like a flame of fire, and his head are many kingly crowns. And he has a title inscribed, which he alone knows or can understand. He is dressed in a robe dyed by dipping in blood, and the title by which he is called is the word of God. And the troops of heaven, clothed in fine linen, dazzling and clean, followed him on white horses. From his mouth goes forth a sharp sword, and which he can smite, afflict, strike the nations, and he will shepherd and control them with a staff of iron. He will tread the winepress and the fierceness of the wrath and indignation of God and all the ruler of the Almighty, the omnipotent. And on his garment, robe on high, on his thigh, he has a name titled inscribed, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the high priest. And when we don't follow after him, 
we're actually being prideful. We're valuing our opinion over his. God hates pride because pride will get in the way of humbling yourself before him and admitting to his way, his truth, that he is the king of kings and lord of lords and that he knows more than you do. Otherwise, you're just wanting to be your own God in your life. And Satan really is the one that you're following after. He is your father. And so Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.4, no soldier when in service gets entangled in the enterprises of life. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. So if you're enlisted in the army of the Lord, if you're on his side, then you're not going to get entangled with the things of this world. You're going to be pleasing. You're going to be aiming to please the Father, not someone else. Admittedly, when you choose Jesus, you are a soldier enlisted in war because Satan is going to come against you. Second Timothy 2. So you, my son, be strong and strengthened inwardly in the grace, spiritual blessing that is to be found only in Christ Jesus. And the instructions which you have heard from me, along with many witnesses, transmit and trust as a deposit to reliable and faithful men who will be competent and qualified to teach others also. Take with me your share of the hardships and the suffering which you are called to endure as a first-class as a good first-class soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier, when in service, gets entangled in enterprises of the civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. And so that's what our life should be about right there, to satisfy and please Jesus, to not back down and do what everyone else is doing. So when we enlist... We are to please him. Please him. Live by his opinion, what he thinks. Value what he thinks about you. Ask him, Jesus, am I pleasing you? Stand your ground when others come against the gospel with theories and reasonings. Stand your ground. Do what Jesus said to do. Don't compromise. And our flesh is going to want to. We don't want to look outstanding. We want, our flesh wants to blend in. And the enemy is always going to be whispering that in your ear. Well, everybody else is doing that. If you don't do that, what are they going to think of you? So that you will quit. So that you won't be that light that Jesus is calling you to be. And if you back down, You've walked away from Jesus. Please the one who enlisted you. He needs to know that he can trust you. When he comes, if you stay enlisted, if you prove to be faithful, then he's coming to get you. And you're not going to have to be afraid. You're going to know for sure because you've been enlisted in the army of the Lord. You're going to know for sure. 
that he's coming for you. You're going to have confidence because you fought the good fight of faith. You did what was right. You went to battle. You didn't just sit around saying you're ready for Jesus and believing the lie of the enemy that there's nothing you have to do. When Jesus gave up his life for you and he shed his blood for you, he made it possible for you to resist sin. He revoked sin for you. And when you believe in him, you will live that sinless life. We joke around, we're not perfect. And God's definition of perfect is maturity. So really what we're saying is we're immature, and we are. It's right. You're exactly right if you say that. But he's calling us to be without spot or wrinkle. He's calling us to fight. The kingdom of God is taken by force. It doesn't happen after you say the prayer. The war starts after you say the prayer. And Satan, if he can get you to quit and drop out, then the warfare ends. And then you feel like, okay, this feels better, so I'm not going to press in. I'm just going to do what everybody else is doing. And then we end up in a church, in fact, where everybody else is doing what everybody else is doing, and they've compromised the word. And so because we're in church and everybody else is doing what we think it's right, because without doing the will of God, you have no relationship with him. Your relationship is with the lie of the enemy. He's dressed as an angel of light and has taken over. He's occupying your temple, and you won't even know it unless you challenge yourself, unless you say, Jesus, correct me. I want to know the truth. I don't want to hear you on that day. Stay away from me. I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness, tell me the truth. Tell me now. And when you want to know the truth, I will tell you from experience. He will tell you the truth. He will confront you. He will get in your face if you want him to. If you don't want him to, he won't. And the enemy will pet you and say, it's okay. Pretend that he's God. It's okay. God understands you can't do that. He didn't really mean that. Did God really say, nah, it's okay. And he's telling you that he's comforting you because he wants to be your father. He wanted to be in control of Adam and Eve, so we got them to obey him. The same thing is happening today. And the same thing that was expected of Timothy and Paul and the apostles is expected of us. They didn't go sit around and say, okay, we're going to wait. They went and did his work. And his work entails a lot of things to take on his character and to go do what he was doing. I want to remind you of the rich young ruler. He said no to Jesus. He wanted his stuff. And a lot of us, a lot of you, are saying no. I want my stuff. I don't want to give this up. But there's going to come a time where you're not going to have a choice. Right here and right now is going to end. And if you haven't enlisted, you're not going to have eternal life. Jesus is warning us over and over again, message after message. I'm just amazed at all the messages he's been giving us 
to warn us to prepare for his return. He doesn't want it to be like in the day of Noah. How many people got on that ark? Nine. I believe it was nine people got on the ark. Noah proved to be trustworthy. He did, he did what God said. God said, build an ark, and he did. Jesus is saying, get ready. Detach from the world because it's soon to burn. I'm soon to come. When you see him coming, it will be too late. After that, I saw heaven open up, and behold, a white horse appeared, and the one who was riding is called Faithful and True, just coming on that white horse. Loyal, incorruptible, steady, and true. And he passes judgment and wages war in righteousness, holiness, justice, and uprightness. His eyes blaze like a flame of fire, and on his hand are many kingly crowns. And he has the title, name, inscribed, which he alone knows and can understand. He is dressed in a robe, dyed by dipping of blood, and the title by which he is called is the Word of God. From his mouth goes forth a sharp sword, and with, a, with which he can smite, afflict, strike the nations, and he will shepherd and control them with a staff, a scepter, rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath and indignation of God, the all ruler, the almighty omnipotent. And in his garment, robe on his thigh, he has a name titled, inscribed, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Don't take a chance. Don't take a chance. Know him for yourself. I'm your go-between. Look at the word of God. Ask him for understanding. Tell him you want to know him. Many say, I don't hear him. That's a dangerous place to be. And if you can't hear him, that's, that's where you need to start. You need to decide you're going to choose him. you got to make a decision. Just like any other thing in your life, you have to decide. And when you decide, you just go with it. If you're indecisive, if you buy two outfits and you plan on keeping one and you can't decide which one to keep, and your indecisiveness goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks. That's what it's like. If you don't decide on Jesus between him and the enemy, and your indecisiveness goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks, you might miss it. Months, years. you got to make a decision. And then when you make that decision, then go forward from there. Pick out the first outfit, put it on, and go with it. No turning back. You made a decision. Now do it because you know the consequences of the decision of following Jesus is for sure eternal life with him. And he's going to refine you. He's going to make you like him so that you can live in heaven with him forever. Like the rich man, you can't take your stuff with you. That's not how it works. Jesus, I did everything you said. What do I lack? He knew. 
He would have asked Jesus if he didn't know he lacked something. Jesus said one thing you lack. And he loved him when he said it. He told him. If you're lacking something, Jesus loves you and he's going to tell you. He said, sell all your stuff and give it to the poor. Oh, when the enemy comes to that pressure, like you can't do that, where are you going to live, what are you going to eat, what are you going to drink, what are you going to wear? Jesus said, follow me. And the enemy is thinking you have nowhere to lay your head. But Jesus was doing the work. Of course he had a place to lay his head. He knew what was happening. He knew things to come. And disciples said, well, then who can have eternal life? We gave everything up for you. And Jesus said, whatever you gave up, you're going to have more. In this lifetime, I'm going to multiply it. What you gave up was your own work, what you did without me. When you live in my kingdom, doing my stuff, doing the work of the Father, he's going to provide for you more than you can ask or think, more than you had before. And we know this from the Word. So, Jesus is encouraging us today to not be so focused on how hard it is when you start serving him, when you make that choice. But focus on the purpose is for you to be like him and enter into eternal life. And understand that when you get persecuted, they don't know what you know. They're perishing. You're not. The enemy is trying to make you feel less than, but really, and we know there's no truth in him, so the opposite of what he says is true. He's a liar. You have purpose. You know what's happening. But he's trying to get you to quit. So you don't know what's happening. You know things to come. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. Moving with the Spirit and getting ready for your eternal life is what you need to focus on. I know that the enemy is just trying to get you to stop with his lies, with those feelings of rejection. You know what they don't know. And when you stand firm on the Word of God, you stand firm as a soldier in God's army you're going to be a part of saving lives, saving souls for eternity. Because as you stand true, they're going to see the goodness of God in your life. And they're going to turn from their evil ways. And then, as we just read, you're going to go and teach others. The instructions which you've heard from me, along with many witnesses, transmit and entrust as a deposit to reliable and fruitful men like you, who will be competent and qualified to teach others. They're going to come to us. They're going to see the goodness and the faithfulness of God in your life, and that's the plan. And we have to be ready, prepare to be competent, to do that work, to stand faithful and true to Jesus. Don't betray him. 
Don't ask him to come and live on the inside of you and then betray him. Don't betray the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. For what? 30 silver coins? Don't betray him. The temporary satisfaction is not worth it. Let it go. Push in. Don't give in to the pressure. God is so in love with you. He's telling you this because he wants you to know. Press in. Do the work of the Lord. Prepare for your eternity. Let go of what's happening around you. He is so in love with you. He wants you to know. He wants you to know things to come. He wants you to know before that day. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of the Father. He who is faithful and true. He who doesn't betray me. But Lord, he's going to say, I didn't know you. Away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. Get on your knees every morning and hear the law. Know his will so that you can do it. He's encouraging us today before it's too late. So Jesus, we thank you for your encouragement, for your warning, for your instruction. We humbly come before you and submit to your way and resist the enemy and our fleshly desires that he uses to control us. We love you, Jesus. We intend to heed your voice. It is our intention, our quest, to heed your voice. Because you said when we do, you will live on the inside of us and be our God. You will dine with us. So we receive you. We love you. We praise you. Help us to be as faithful as you are to you as you are to us. Correct us. Instruct us, convince us, convict us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. He's so good. He's so in love with us. I hope that you took this instruction today because it's going to bring you up higher and you're going to walk in maturity so that you can do the will of God. You can be the righteousness of Christ. You can get that crown of glory. You'll have that imperishable body. Don't make the groom wait any longer. We as the bride of Christ need to get ready and of course, we can't do that without him. Our getting ready with him is getting rid of those spots and the wrinkles. Getting rid of that defeated mindset and be the overcomer he's called us to be. All starts in your thinking. All starts in your mind, in your heart. Deciding 
making that decision in your heart and then taking over your your mindset don't let anything exalt itself against the true knowledge of God thanks so much for listening today God bless you